All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben with Xerix, and this is episode number 34 of the Pirate CSG podcast. So tonight we've got ooh, kind ooh, of a short episode, and uh, God Mason wasn't able to join us tonight. And uh, basically, we're just going to go over some news, some little random news topics. And then after that, it's going to be pretty much all customer views from there. So how have your uh, things been going in your neck of the ocean, I guess you could say? Uh, I'm okay. All right, cool. All right, any interesting pirate stuff lately or no? Oh, for me, any news? Um, uh, I'm working on uh, Savage Seas. Yeah. But that's about it. I'm going to hopefully do some videos about that in the next couple of days, get some stuff going on my channel, et cetera, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not a whole lot of stuff otherwise. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so getting into the main news that I had, um, on the screen, if anybody's watching the video on the podcast, you can see the forum at Pirates with Ben. I've been optimizing my fan site. I've worked on the speed. I did a post on there and talked about it a little bit at miniature trading. And, uh, I finally got the forum up to speed a bit. It's still a bit slow, especially like certain topics or certain pages, but I'm going to continue trying to optimize the speed, but basically... The forum is up and running, and there's about 20 confirmed members and some other ones still pending. Um, you have to do, like, the email activation. So you can sign up in the upper left corner and uh, register and then log in buttons. Both is on there. Zerix and I are posting in the custom ships thread pretty much every day. There's an introduce yourself thread. So I've... I've oh, there's eight people there. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some people... I like how... Um, I can customize the right sidebar to see, like, which members have been active lately. So, at least five just today alone. So, and then the most recent replies. Nice. That. Then there's the, the forum search bar, too, in addition to the site search. So, that's nice to have. The search functions are always good to use. And, yeah, I've been reproducing some topics from miniature trading, some classic ones, like eBay, um, random topic thread, game ideas, oh, stuff like that, battle reports. So, anyway... And then speaking of battle reports, um, yesterday I started playing in the hourly campaign. So there have been like five um, prep sessions, and then last night I was finally able to start the game. And in the YouTube link uh, in the description below and on the other sites, hopefully there will be a link to the playlist on YouTube for the hourly campaign. And that's about once a week playing a solo campaign game on Vassal. And then finally to wrap up, yesterday and today I've been going kind of crazy actually republishing some of my best battle reports um, from most of my campaign games that have pictures because the best form of those is still miniature trading and as long as the post images URL doesn't change again those reports are actually back in business so I actually transferred those good reports with the working picture links over to Pirates with Ben so I've been doing All that. Right. Yeah. And then, and that's what you can see. I'll scroll down and go to the other window again. And then, yeah, on the sidebar, most of the sidebars on my site have like recent posts. It's a little bit farther down on the forum page because I wanted to concentrate on the forum. But under recent posts, that'll show the most recent five. Right now, it's almost all campaign game stuff. And then I'm going to make, I think sometime, I don't know, I don't know about on the home page, but somewhere I might make kind of a kind of like a link directory to the campaign game so the posts don't get lost once they're not as recent. But <laughs> the next task is, um, I think I might publish one more tonight, 
And then after that, Command the Oceans, I'm going to finally start uh, reposting those as well. So it's good to get my oh boy back out there. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up the news. Um, so hopefully miniature training will keep going, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. So It's not looking go. likely. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, I don't know, even if it Which is unfortunate. Survive, yeah, even if it does survive at this point, I've been burned too many times by not having my content hosted on my own. So I don't know. I'm hesitant like invest a lot into a site that might go down or that I don't control. So I'd rather just put it at Pirates event from now on. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and speaking of miniature trading, that's where I'm going uh, right now for custom ships organized version as we're going to get into the custom reviews. And uh, I'm going to read off the ones from the organized version thread. So we've picked out uh, kind of similar to some of the past episodes. We've picked out a few customs from each creator um, or most of the creators some of them are kind of finished up, actually, from the first page or in other spreadsheets and whatnot. But I think we've got around six different custom creators that we're going to look at customs from. And the first one is actually God Mason, ironically. And the French, he's got a ship called Le Jockey. And this is a French two-master. It's nine points, four <laughs> cargo, SS move, cannons are 4S, 4S. And this ship gets plus L to her base move instead of plus S when she touches a trade current. So I see this one as kind of just a basic gold runner. I would probably do a helmsman, make it 3S speed with three cargo available for 11 points. Not the best the French can do, but not bad either. And then definitely yeah. one you would want to use a navigator with, because then you could you could work it up to three S's and an L. So SSSL oh, yeah. very fast. So not a bad gold runner for the French. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. And then, all right, let me just look at the document. Definitely warrants, like, you know, uh, using a navigator somewhere else in the fleet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, and then I'll go to the next one, which is from Vixenish Coder 66, and this one is Lizard Lighthouse. So if you remember from the previous podcast Ooh, episode, lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouses are basically similar to forts. Um, so there's light that goes LL from the base of the tower, the base of the lighthouse, and then the light emitted from the lighthouse follows the rules for trade currents, Single hit is required to eliminate the lighthouse flag. Once it loses its flags, it's no longer operational, and then one hit will destroy it. Um, so those are those are the main rules for the lighthouse. Um, the full keyword is miniature trading. I do have, I'm pretty sure I have full page pictures of that thread, those two pages, um, in case it goes down. So basically, Lizard Lighthouse is an English lighthouse. Costs two gold, just the one flag, of course. Two cargo uh, ability is lighthouse and then king's shilling. So I don't know if we've seen this one yet. But this is a custom ability for the lighthouses. When an enemy ship is within the range of this lighthouse, roll a d6. On a result of a six, the enemy player takes a crew member from their ship and places it on the island with the lighthouse. The crew now belongs to the English nationality and to the owner of the lighthouse. That's very similar to the possession. That's problem. interesting. Yeah, and the lighthouse range is L plus L. So that's actually pretty solid compared to the just the S range of the possession ability. And it doesn't you can still use I guess it doesn't say anything about negating the bonus of the lighthouse. So you still would get the speed bonus, so there's no you know, you don't give up any other abilities. So for two gold, of course it's fragile like the other lighthouses, but I would say this is a pretty cool one. And one thing I'm already thinking about, um, because Eric and I just played the Savage Shores anniversary game 
Uh, a couple two weeks ago. Oh yeah, I put this on a great turtle. <laughs> exactly, put on a great turtle, and then you can extend the range to like SSLL because ah, that's crew. Interesting. That would be crazy. <laughs> I'm not thinking about great sea turtles. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this one is interesting. Oh, and it's it's lizard lighthouse. So the name fits too. This is perfect for a turtle. Yes, reptiles of a feather nice. or scale or yeah. whatever. <laughs> reptiles of a claw uh, pick your poison <laughs> yeah yeah I do find this one interesting I still want to use lighthouses more um, yeah it does I kind of do as well but I'm I'm still not 100% about how they completely function yeah yeah I didn't want okay like why do they have cargo yeah um because I think you can protect certain ones. It says crew held within the lighthouse are protected from capture as long as the lighthouse is in operation. Oh, so that's what the cargo is for. I think. I Possibly. Don't yeah, that's what it's for. I don't know if anything else. I know we read the whole keyword on a different episode. So I didn't want to repeat it. I just wanted to do the basics. But yeah. And maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I would imagine you could probably put a coin in there and then. Um, then that would yeah. be protected as well. But. Anyway. And lighthouses are, uh, I believe they're attached to forts or something. Yeah, it says they're... Or are they a separate thing from a fort? Yeah, they're kind of separate, but it says they follow the conditions for building forts. Ah, okay. Yeah. So they're like their own little independent thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can probably make some of these things out of Lego, and they'd be uh, a good scale for the game. That's a good point. Just get some of those one-by-one round pieces, stack them up. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Oh, and then there's some, I remember, there's some Lego pieces like that with like a hole, like a circular hole through the middle. You could put like a yellow, one of the little yellow things in there or something like that. that oh, would yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I made some cardboard ones for, well, not just for Command the Ocean, but yeah. They're a little thick, but still decent. I've actually found a couple pieces of plastic or maybe one piece of wood as well that are circular that could be used decently. Um, but I'd have to kind of make them look a little different. But anyway, yeah. to, uh, probably uh, some really thick doweling rod would be good for making them out of wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got like. Or else some... you like you know spend a ton of time sanding down a square one. Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple like random cylinder things that I'll I should take a look at again sometime. All right, stumble so across. House overall is pretty cool, and then it's basically position yeah. with a lighthouse. All right. So now we and it only costs off. two gold to make, so that's really cheap. Yeah, yeah, because it's so fragile. That's a good way to snag some crew. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, if you get the right die rolls, that is. Yeah, yeah, six is still tough. Um, okay, so we're on to J.W. Darkhurst, Derek's brother, and from him we <laughs> to the English faction with H.M.S. Lambent Light, which is a three-masted 14-point ship. Three-masted schooner, actually. Guns are 2S, 3S, 2S. Three cargo, S plus S move, along with the schooner keyword. It says, if this ship successfully hits an enemy ship with all of her cannons, eliminate an extra mass from that ship. It's almost like a, kind of similar to Broadside's attack in a way with the extra damage. But I actually took a quick little peek at this one earlier, just as I was confirming which ones we were going to go over. And I think it could be a little cheaper. I think 11 points would be fair. Um, HMS Nautilus is not really underpriced as a very good three-masted gunship for 10 points, and I think this one is probably worse. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if 10 points is yeah. cheap, but 10 or 11. I don't think any more than 11 is necessary for this one. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would probably agree. Hmm. 
Uh, so we have to ship with Oliver Cannons. That's it, that if part is what helps the ability. Yeah. And um, depending upon who's using this, if you're die or deciding to hate you, mm-hmm. and you roll like you know three or four ones, the ability is just kind of useless. Yeah. Uh, I think when he made it, he thought the ability um, was worth more. Mm-hmm. So this is probably one that yeah could come down quite a bit. Yeah. Well, come down like three points to eleven, maybe ten, but yeah, I don't really think I don't know ten to eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere right. in there, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I'm gonna try to mess around with the windows here. Okay, move to bottom. That's not working. Yeah, I'm watching the stream since I've uh, since uh since the ban from MT. Yeah, I can't access yeah. the site, so I'm looking at you know the site, the forum via the stream. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right, I got it to work. Okay, so so now we're gonna go to Alcazador's newest custom set, which is called Rise of the Moon Sorcerer, and somebody some people may recognize that name because the Moon Sorcerer is one of my featured uh, named crew and one of the early ones from uh, Pirates of the Epic Seas, which we'll look at after this set. And um, you've got the spreadsheet up, probably? Yeah, I got the spreadsheet up. I'm on that um, beginning uh, keyword part. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got, like, you know, the little um, uh, intro thingy. Yeah, if you want to read that, or at least the first chunk, whatever. I'll read the uh, the big thing in yellow. Mm Mm-hmm. Rumors swirl of an ancient Aztec relic, the head of... I'm not sure how to pronounce that, sorry. Oh, yeah. Having lost in the Caribbean long ago. Will you join Vice and the pirates as they seek the relic to keep it out of the wrong hands? Will you join the Spanish in their holy duty to destroy such profane and blasphemous objects? Will you side with the cursed and their sympathizers in an attempt to turn such a treasure into a powerful weapon? Will you make the moon sorcerer rise to glory, or will you make him fall into obscurity? Return to the Spanish main and join the hunt for gold, glory, and legends. Only you can challenge the balance of challenge the balance of power and pies of the cursed seas. Rise of the moon sorcerer. Nice. Yeah, so this is a kind of an interesting little mini set, at least for him. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's based on the moon sorcerer, but then he really extrapolated and got a ton out of it, really. So um, so he based this on your crew and then just went nuts. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, extra stuff, which is cool, so... Yeah, it's kind of set in the Caribbean. Um, but, anyway. So, for this one, my general idea was to look at at least one... Probably one or two, like, crew and ship combos, because I already see links on the second uh, sheet. Oh, yeah. So... This stuff is... There's links all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So, I think we could do the first two ships and then their crew as well. Um... And you haven't read right. it, so you can start if you want. Alrighty. Um, starting off here, we've got the uh, first ship. It is the Delphine, I believe, because it's got the little thing on the eye at the end there. Mm-hmm. All right, 15 points, five masts, five cargo. Uh, all five, three L cannons, base move of S plus S. Links to a person or thing, El Castellano. And Spanish crew can use their abilities aboard this ship. All right. Uh, pretty simple, uh, rather uh, generic, nothing exciting on the ability. Uh, that's a pretty cheap ability, too. So this is a, a pretty cheap uh, five master. So you could get some really good crew on this. Mm-hmm. You could make this uh, an interesting hybrid. Uh, he's got enough cargo, and he's quick enough base speed. 
to bring on some Spanish gold haulers to complement uh, what the pirates can do on their own. Yeah. Or you could just go pure pirate and get a decently cheap five-masted gunship. Yeah. I mean, the 3L cannons are, like, you know, the next best thing after 2L cannons. I mean, they're kind of in the middle. Um, yeah, I'd probably want to try to get some kind of... Um, yeah, but on, for me, personally, when I build a gunship, mm-hmm. if they've got, like, you know, all rank 3L cannons or, like, all like that, kind of in the middle values for yeah. me, I would want to try to put some kind of um, a cannon bonus on it somehow. Yeah. Or find a way to give it a cannon bonus to make it more accurate. Yeah. Because the number of times I have, like, rolled a three mm-hmm. on rank yep. three cannons. Me too. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. I've always said 3S cannons are actually one of my least favorites. 4Ls are, like, I hit probably just about the same accuracy. At least it feels like it. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, I like this ship as a potential hybrid. I'm thinking, like, Dominic Frida plus, like, Hammersmith would be a nice combo among others, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the pirates and the Spanish combining those two factions worth the name crew is really, really nice. So, Oh yeah. Um, all right. So I'll scroll down right. or try to find, check out her link. Yeah. Her oh, okay. I just found it. Yeah. So the link is uh linked crew El Castellano, which is a nine point pirate name crew linked to the Delphine, of course. And sets that organized a little differently. He does a whole column for keywords. So we've got ransom, Harley and the reroll ability, which he calls second chance, but we're used to just calling it reroll. And then also, one Same difference. Turn, if this ship is touching another ship, she can randomly take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Wow! So like Peter. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that's a that's a pretty loaded crew and an interesting one. I like that. Um, yeah. It's kind of ransom puts a target on his back for gold capturers everywhere. Yeah. Bonnie Peel is coming for this guy's butt. Yeah. This is. I'm gonna get you. This is complicated, actually. I really like this. It's really fun to think about. I love how Parley is yeah. combined with, like, similar to Hoarding Gold. Um, and you've got plenty of cargo. So, with him, a captain and helmsman, oarsman, um, you'd have, I guess, three cargo uh, due to the link and the oarsman not taking up space. And then, yeah, I guess it gets a little bit complicated because if you do use the linked crew, you're probably not going to use many Spanish crew, if any, which is okay. Um, you could, yeah. you could make it some kind of weird, super, well, not really. Cause you, yeah, you just run out of point space, point cap space pretty quickly. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might have to, this it's kind of a trade-off crew. So you might have to, you might have to not be a high. Yeah, decide if you want to use him on his link to ship or not. Yeah, exactly. I think in higher points, I mean, that, uh, fun, but. Oh yeah. I mean that, um, ability to take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry without having to win a board just by touching it, which means you don't even have to ram it. You just have to find a way to touch it somehow. Yeah. 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 With the so I normally don't get that, um, I guess precise, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm like moving ships around. So if I want to like, you know, touch a ship, I will ram that ship. Yeah. I don't do that thing where you slide up like, and you know, yeah. just hit it side to side so that you're touching, but you're not rammed. Yeah. I usually don't do that, so what I would try to do to use him, I'd put him on, like, you know, some kind of, uh, like, a galley or something that can depend, or a switchblade if the pirates ever got one. Yeah. I was just looking at the pirate switchblade in Epic Thieves, but anyway, um, that one is bizarre. So, yeah, I think it is a really interesting crew. I like Parley. I pretty much like all the abilities. It's a little, 
Oh yeah, uh, I do as well. But finding a good ship to use them on—that'll be a challenge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want as much cargo as possible, no matter what, because you're probably going to need a helmsman too, if not, probably more. Um, and then, and then the reroll ability makes you want to put like SAT on or something. So the higher the cargo, the better with this kind of crew. But then you need yeah. points. So, um, and I would mention. Uh, I, I thought of the Zeus, but she already has hoarding gold, so it's, it's kind of redundant. So, huh? And she's a ten mast, anyways. She's yeah. liable to win most boarding attempts she's in. Yeah, exactly. Unless you know she gets pounded and then boarded. Yeah, the flavor says Enrique de Habsburgo's hatred of courtly life nearly cost him everything. Narrowly escaping an assassination plot, Enrique adopted a name and a mask while he plots revenge against the family that betrayed him. So. Maybe it's the mask, like from Mysterious Islands, that guy. Yeah, similar. Or is that guy English? I forget. No, he's Spanish. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, the, the flavor text for the, the first ship in the set, the Delphine, kind of the flagship of the set in a way. El Castellanos' black dolphin has joined Vice's search for the head of, I'm just going to try to pronounce it, <laughs> Coil, Coil Jacqui, as they race against the mobilizing Spanish forces that seek the same relic. So has some implications for the grand theme of the set and maybe we'll as we sl very slowly work through the set maybe we'll kind of understand the flavor more i know i've i have looked at it um a bunch when kaz first sent it to me but anyway it is i haven't actually flavor. looked at this too much yeah oh, i haven't no, looked at this too much it's still pretty new so, yeah. so this is kind of fun to like take a real good in-depth look at this yeah exactly yeah, so it is a nice tie-in he did with uh, the Moon Sorcerer, which we'll get to eventually. Um, but from there, I guess we're on to the next ship. Um, I guess I'll just start it. Uh, the Claudia is an uncommon pirate foremaster. 14 points, 4 cargo. Cannons are 2S, 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 2L at the stern. S plus S base move, linked to Gilder, who we'll see soon. It's a foremasted schooner, and... This ship plus one to her cannon rolls against Dutch and Spanish ships. So the Dutch are a custom historical faction. Um, and this one seems like a solid gunship overall. Um, cannon bonus is... I kind of like how it's like double, so it's not just one of the two factions. That's nice. Yeah. Um, cost might be... I guess it's about right. I don't want to say it's too high without really playing it. It's kind of just a basic solid gunship, so pretty good overall, I suppose. Maybe a little less interesting than the last one, but that's fine. So, yeah, yeah, I yawned. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, huh. I'm I'm wondering why did he put the two L cannon on the back there? Um, I probably would have liked to see that two L on the front. That way, I could have put an equipment on here. Yeah. To get some more range. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. I kind of I like seeing different cannon arrangements. It is. It can be frustrating in Vassal, as we've uh, discovered, trying to like memorize the SS Ten Master Cannon uh, arrangement is pretty much impossible. It feels like, but I like seeing it just because it changes yeah. it up rather than like it's it's it makes it easier to not create clone ships when I see the Albatross a few ships down has like a weird cannon arrangement that makes it way less likely that you'll accidentally create a clone of either a Wizkid ship or like somebody else's custom. So. Anyway, yeah, but you make a good point. I like I like the best cannon at the bow too, of course. So, and then Gilder's ship has clashed with both Dutch privateers and Spanish galleons. His efforts have kept several Spanish warships occupied 
away from the suspected resting place of the head of Hoyle Jacqui. How do you pronounce it? So, all right. All right, let's go see who Gilder is. Yeah. All right, Gilder is an uncommon seven-point pirate crew. Uh, he links to Claudia and Clara. I'm assuming Clara is a... Oh, yeah, I read above him, a crew there. Okay, uh, he is hostile Netherlands. I'm assuming Dutch? Yeah. He's a captain. And uh, he's got S-board. Hmm, interesting. Huh. All right, so that's actually kind of cool because I don't know if the pirates have an S-board captain outside of the other version of Will Turner from Disney Pirates. Yeah. They have lots of named captains mm -hmm. and they have... Uh, lots of, I think, one or two S-board by themselves, but they don't never, they never got the S-board captain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just Will Turner, I think. Like how, like, certain factions, like the Spanish and the French, got like two or three. Yeah. Each. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> huh. yeah it's a solid crew. Makes sense on the ship um, that he links to as well. Yeah. So, yeah, not bad. And I'm seeing like. Right. Uh, using him on his ship, though, huh? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's all right. Nothing crazy, but decent, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Do I we want to take a look at the uh, Clara, the other person he links to, or do we just not want to go down that rabbit hole? I think not, just because she's. I see she's linked to Primrose, <laughs> so it's like it's just gonna keep going on and on. So I think we'll move on yep. uh, at least for this. Yeah. <laughs> And then Primrose is the next ship, so it would make that's what we would start with next time anyway. So it makes sense to continue. All right. Um, yeah. So, all right. So let me get the next right. window brought back to the top. Okay, move it around here. Okay. Go to that window. So now the next set we're looking at is my own called Pirates of the Epic Seas, which I'm still working on. Over 700 total game pieces now in my fantasy custom set. And it's growing by the week, not by the day anymore. So perhaps that's all right. Um, and uh, we'll start with uh, the cesspool tonight. We're just going to go over like three ships and then whatever link crew if they have any. So we've already got them mapped out. So the cesspool. All right, I'm pulling up yeah, your spreadsheet. Okay, yeah. So I'll, oh, yeah, I'll just read it off. So the cesspool is a cursed, rare, six masted junk. It's 16 points, 6 math, 7 cargo, only S speed. Whoa. The cannons are 5S, Whoa. 3S, 4S, 4S, 3S, 5S. So kind of symmetrical if you like look at the ship a certain way. Um, link to symmetrical inaccuracy. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. Yeah, all short range. and yeah. Uh, link to Rotus the Rancid, who we'll see soon. And the abilities are junk. Oh, the man. ship's base move cannot be increased, so it can only move S. No matter what, basically. Enemy helmsmen within S of the ship cannot use their ability. So it just slows everything down. Huh. A bit. So, and I'll read the flavor text. Um, the Curse have a lot of kind of disturbing stuff in this set. That's pretty much par for the course for them. Par for the Curse, I guess. Um, the Those who are queasy or easily disturbed. Cover yeah. your ears now. Beware. <laughs> well, this one's not even too bad, but... Uh, the cesspool was an unnamed prison hulk abandoned in the Red Sea before being named by Philomela Yakab due to her disgusting condition. <laughs> Rumors abound that the uncontrollable growing filth on the ship led to it coming alive as servants of the cursed. It is common for defecation to accompany cannonballs when the ship fires a broadside. So that's why you've got the name cesspool. <laughs> 
Huh. Might as well look at the. So crew. they're literally firing Duke, uh, <laughs> poo out of their cannons. Yeah, some I'm of trying them. not to curse here. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the time. Um, some of the other ships they got are all poop, no no cannonballs. So this one is kind of both. <laughs> and I'll just scroll down because I've already I just used the search function to find them real quick. Rotus the Rancid is uh, a common curse crew, seven points linked to the cesspool, of course. And he's got the fear ability and the horror ability, which is kind of a twist on fear. So he has both. So the horror keyword says, reach enemy ship with an S of the ship at the beginning of the ship's turn, roll a d6. On a result of three through six, one of the enemy ship's crew cannot use their abilities on their turn. So kind of a twist on the five d6 roll of fear. And he has fear as well. And then so pretty good at shutting down crew. You've got a couple chances at it. This crew can only use its abilities on the cesspool, um, which we'll see why in a second. This crew cannot be eliminated unless this ship sinks. So, so he's kind of undead, but he can't leave the ship. So, Rotus is a slave. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Rotus is a slave fiend who was chained to the cesspool's main mass long ago with an unbreakable chain, an unthinkable horror of flesh and maggotry. His stinking filth palls those who are unlucky enough to encounter him. He has lost his mind and tries to join in boarding parties before being yanked backwards by the chain. He is known as the most stinky creature in existence. So this guy's just like Yeesh. a dead thing that's like chained to the ship. It's, so it's kind of like a comical effect where he tries to join in boarding parties and then like the chain like holds him so he gets like yanked backwards right as he's about to board. So, so he's like, you know, know decaying, right? What? <laughs> Sorry, what? So he's like you know decaying, right? Or is he, or is he like you yeah. know still somewhat alive? Um, I don't know. Kind of both. Kind of in between. It's kind of hard. Well, to so tell. he's like you know alive but dying. Yeah, he's like so oh, dirty. Okay. So dirty. So I'm saying you know eventually what you know eventually could happen to him is you know he gets like you know so decayed and maggoty that he could probably just like you know pull his arm off that's attached to the chain yeah. and get off the ship. Yeah, good point. Maybe that's what happens when he gets canceled. Yeah. It's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he's so disgusting that you can't tell if he's like a corpse or still alive. Uh, or like a zombie yeah. thing. So. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing this guy in my head. Uh -huh. um, uh, do you ever watch like The Walking Dead or anything? No, I haven't actually. I know it's popular. But, uh. All right. Because I think of him as like, you know, one of those like zombies who's like, you know, really, really, really decayed. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is, um, we already went over some of the more powerful cursed rares in the set. This is, lately I've started to get into more silly stuff with them, because I've already covered a lot of the super powerful stuff, or at least a bunch of it. So, so yeah, this ship strikes me as, like, a really strange one. Um, it would be good to, like, warp it into the middle of a battle with a whirlpool, but outside of that, it's just so slow, it's going to be hard to do much of anything. So. Yeah, although the seven cargo is interesting because there's no cursed ship, um, I think custom or otherwise that has that much cargo. Yeah. So uh, well, I guess you could in a hype uh, the cesspool. Oh no, the Guich one, I think. Oh, the Gui. Um, yeah. Gui has seven, but uh, I don't really count that. Okay. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really count her always. Okay. But you know. Uh, with the cesspool, what you could probably do is you could, in uh, like a really high point game, use this as like a super, super slow uh, gold hauling ship. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. And then 
when the time came for combat, I think between Rotus has fear and horror, and then the ship cesspool has the helmsman canceling. So you've got three different abilities that can combine to shut down a decent amount of crew in the surrounding area. And if you add like a stink pot specialist on top of that with a captain, stuff like that, it could become yeah. kind of like the ship is designed to make everything around it a cesspool and just slow everything down. So, so it could yeah, be okay. slows down everything around it, like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's quite strange, but that's kind of the point. So anyway, all right. And then clear would be the next one if you want to read that one. Ah. Uh, Kaliru. Okay. So we have a 21-point, five-masted cursed ship with two, count them, one, two, cargo spaces. Uh, however, to make up for that, we have uh, an Asplosespos base move, five 3L cannons, ooh, and a sea monster. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and your uh, shorthand for the, if this ship wins a boarding party, she may eliminate all the other ship's uh, crew, the massacre, as you call it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, this one I haven't. Uh, uh, be, uh, the, I haven't really stood on the. Floor not yet. quite. You're not quite sure on the flavor text, but somehow related to Kalim. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I think I made the name uh, randomly, but then I I realized it was similar to Kalim, so I was like, ooh, maybe I could tie it in there. But once I finished, yeah, that, Kalim Kaliru. Yeah, sounds like a chant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the um, crew elimination ability that's pretty cool. Uh, but what interests me is the two cargo spaces, uh, which means what you could do with this is if you got like, you know, some, uh, bonuses, like, uh, the sea monster bonuses, like, you know, a plus cell or two. Mm-hmm. So you could send this thing flying out at, you know, three S plus another L or another L and this put it against any kind of like uh one or two masted gold runner will win mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, and with the two cargo space, that means there's room there for you to take a treasure in addition to wiping out whatever crew might be on that ship. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you could do uh, is you could get uh, some fun stuff going with Chariot of the Gods, maybe. Oh, yeah. Find a way to get a crew onto this thing. Yeah. Some kind of named captain is what you'd probably want to do. Yeah. And just scrolling down. Da, 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 da. Well, I'm just looking at Magnesis, maybe. He might be interesting to try to get on there with uh, the oh, yeah. Curative Gods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one strikes me as like a like a fast strike death machine. I would probably try to keep it submerged and then use the blazing speed to hit like an enemy gunship really hard and try to win a boarding party to take out crew um, before they, the enemy gunship even gets a chance to use them. And I think the, the plus L bonus, if I had one available, would come in handy in that case, to guarantee that I get the boarding party off in time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'll finish the flavor at some point. But yeah, it's pretty pretty good overall for a, for a squid. Excuse me. Yeah, pretty good overall indeed. Yeah. All right. So the next one, um, we already talked about Harvester and Buzzing Horror on the last, or not the last one, but other episodes. So the next one is the Heaven Falling, which is also a switchblade. Like the ones we've talked about in the dun, past. Dun, dun. Yeah, this one is yet another crazy ship set, as is uh, kind of become the norm. So it's an uncommon four-masted cursed switchblade. The Heaven Falling is 25 points, four masts, three cargo, S plus L speed. Cannons are 3S, 2L, Ooh. 4L, 3L. 
So once again, I kind of like to have wacky cannons once in a while. Link to the evil nun, who we'll see soon. And then the abilities are Switchblade. And <laughs> if this ship succeeds at a blade ram, also eliminate one crew from the enemy ship. When the ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. This ship gets plus two to her cannon rolls if she's within S of the Hell Rising when shooting, which is super specific. Huh. But I have the Hell Rising as a five master, currently uh, number four in the set. And I think we talked about that one on the forum, but not on the podcast. But anyway, it's basically like a really expensive, but really good, deadly uh, five master with great speed, good cannons, S boarding. So anyway... Another yeah, that's a juggernaut right there, man. Yeah, exactly. So the you can kind of see the the uh, the implications of the name. So heaven falling, um, falling from grace, and then hell rising. So it's kind of like polar opposites, like but they like converge. So essentially, they would like converge um, between heaven and hell. And then the flavor text for the heaven falling says, paired with the hell rising, this ship is a truly a menace, unlike any other. With blazing speed for a ship of her class, the vessel is able to shred enemy ships and their crew com- complements faster than a hurricane. Her bizarre captain is said to descend from Spanish Catholicism, but has devolved into utter madness. So, speaking of which, the evil nun is the Link crew, which is pretty simple. This is an uncommon cursed crew. Six points linked to the Heaven Falling, Helmsman ability, and then the horror keyword, which is... I've Did they make a movie about this recently? Yeah, yeah, it was partially inspired by that and i think i'll try to get the the image up here and i think yeah let me just make sure i can load it oh yeah there we go so that would be the crew porter at least some, something similar of course that's not my image to say the least but anyway the horror keyword i've pegged at about four points um so and we just saw that on the other one and then the flavor text um the evil nun says, Formerly a relig- religious leader in the heart of Barcelona, this terrible woman has turned pure evil. Adept at scaring all who come near her, the screams and stranglings leave many scarred for life. Out of the blue, she will turn up. If she looks at you, it's only a matter of time until you die. Captaining her speedy switchblade, she roams the seas, mostly on her own, coming and going before the cursed leaders can assign her to specific fleet missions. So she's more of a mm. more of an independent mm-hmm. agent than some of the other leaders of the curse and some of their rare crew. Yeah. But she's also not as powerful. So so just a crazy... Yeah, so she's like an independent little wild card that they can't control. Yeah, pretty much. But she's not worth them trying to control her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I guess. Serious um, potential with taking out crew. Because you got Switchblade, Blade Rams kill a crew on successful Blade Rams, and then also the crew killing ability for cannon. So... And then really good speed for a switchblade, so pretty interesting, I guess. Yeah. Have you oh, heard? I yawned again. I'm very tired. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully, anyone it? who watches the podcast doesn't yawn with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you use it with the Hell Rising, it would have to be like a super high point game because they're both twenty five points each, so. Yeah, or a campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe your uh, hourly campaign. These yeah. things will show up eventually. Yeah, yeah, probably in like a year or two. <laughs> 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 and you never know if you want to make a big statement. It's like go for the throat right from the get go. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, this it. It's an interesting combo. 
And then, of course, yeah, there's four abilities, so plus two to kin rolls if with an S of the Hell Rising. So if you really did pair them up, the Heaven Falling would become even more deadly. So Yeah. Although, I don't know. That's cool, but I'm not sure if it would ever, like, you know, happen, even if you went out of your way to try to do it. Yeah. Uh, if only because in a tight-knit battle formation like that, the odds of both ships being able to draw lines of fire onto two different ships... Mm-hmm. Is slim, I would yeah. think. Yeah. At least if um if it's a scattered like you know group of ships you're coming up against that are like not expecting to be attacked, then you might be able to uh, get the jump on them mm-hmm. and be able to uh, pull off the cannon bonus. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming up against like you know like a battle formation that is expecting an attack, mm-hmm. and like you know, you know the line of battle in pirate CSG like you know against like some English or American ships. Yeah then it might be difficult since these guys are sailing right at them for them both to be able to get their uh, cannons on different ships to get the cannon bonus. Yeah. Yeah, it would be tough, but anyway. It'd probably be like a one or two turn per game type thing, so... And they would both have big targets on them because they're powerful and expensive, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps up uh, Pirates of the Epic Seas for tonight. So now we're on to... Beans of the Blood Islands, which is Derek's custom sets. Yeah. Back to my guys. Oh, yeah. Although I could have sworn you and God Mason uh, got through this one, but hey, we're here, so. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure we did. Let's go. Yeah, we're under the French now, so. All right. All right. The French. Uh, shall I lead off, or do you want to sure. take a yeah, stab at this? Yeah, you might as well. All right. All right, according to my spreadsheet here, uh, for the French, first up we have the Revolution, a 20.5 master with 3S, 2L, 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 and 3S cannons. I believe that's five. I think I counted right. Uh, three cargo, base move L, links to Capitaine Louis Garnier. All right, uh, and sure abilities are L range cannons cannot hit this ship, and other ships do not block this ship's line of fire. This is one of the few ones that has a flavor text. After many losses to the English and their powerful warships, the French Navy created a, ma- a monster of a ship. Hmm. I like uh, the... Admittedly, that's debatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I like the combo of abilities. It's a fun one. L immunity is very good, of course. And then the second ability is nice with the two L cannons, at least. So I think the cost yeah. is about right, despite the low cargo. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. And I, I like this ship overall. I like the five master. So nice. Yes, indeed. And then the the linked crew Garnier is a nine. He's the only crew the French got. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, he's a do everything. <laughs> uh, nine point common French crew, and his abilities are captain, musketeer, and SAT. So roll a five or six, you get the same action twice. So yeah, that's. I think one of the beta versions of him had reroll instead of musketeer. But then I decided, you know what? That's probably broken. So I yeah. changed it to Musketeer. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too good of a combo all in one crew. Even yeah. As is, he reminds me of uh, Commodore Peregrine Stern, the nine point American name crew with similar uh, functionality, sort of. So, yeah, I like him. But um, sometimes it's good to be careful combining mm-hmm. three abilities into one curve space on crew. But I've done that too. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's a solid, solid crew, definitely. Quite a good one. And decent on his on his linked ship as well. So this is one that would see quite a lot of usage in most French fleets. Most likely on his linked ships. ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
trying to think if the French have a five master with reroll built in, but I don't know if they got one. Probably not. Not that I remember. But anyway, they've got plenty of reroll crew. So two with zero. Oh yeah, the French have lots of reroll crew. Yeah, definitely. They got two of the zero rerollers, like you said. Plus, I think they've got like two three point rerollers on their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. Nice. All right. All right. You want to take the next one? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, I can start that. Uh, the Tour Eiffel is a seven point flotilla, so no masts. Cannons are 3L, 3L, 5S, 5S, no cargo. T movement being a flotilla. And along with the keyword, it says when the ship hits an enemy ship, eliminate one cargo from that ship. So cargo wrecking ability, as I call it. I think it's fascinating. I saw this one earlier tonight, too, and I, I think it's quite interesting with no extended range. I think the cost is fine. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird trade-off because I feel like the 3L cannons are really devastating, but the 5S's between the short range and needing to roll a six, they wouldn't usually hit and eliminate cargo. So I feel like I'm paying, I feel like I'm paying mostly for the two three L's um, and the five S's are kind of just going to be mostly negligible impact. But that being said, it's still, still an interesting weapon. Um, I think you'd make a case that the Mont Blanc, the French flotilla probably better between extended range and a little bit more, uh, slightly more dependable firepower. But that being said, couple 3L cannons to eliminate cargo are still a nice addition to a gold runner or a gunship, so still a pretty cool flotilla, and maybe more interesting than some of the typical ones that WizKids did, very similar to each other. Looking at this, I'm thinking I either messed up and left extended range off, mm -hmm. either that or I thought extended range was built into the flotilla keyword. Oh, okay. Although 7 points with that ability... If I had included extended range, it probably would have been nine, like the, um, yeah. the Armada. That sounds about right. So I might have purposely left uh, extended range off this one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is. I completely it, forgot about the extended range on Flotillas. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm an idiot. It makes more, it, it does make it more unique, um, whether that's what you want or not. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll probably just stay as is. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll bother mucking about with giving an extended range retroactively or anything. Yeah. Cool. All right, so next up we have La Sirene, or Sirene. 12 point, four-masted ship. 2S, 2S, 3S, 3S are the cannons. Three cargo, S plus S base move. And the ship gets plus one to her boarding rolls. Kind of generic. Yeah. <laughs> Not very know. exciting, necessarily. Yeah, I don't know what the name means. It's like the one from Return to Savage Shores. So it's kind of, and that one, that's a four master as well, I'm pretty sure. So, but really? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know if there's any other naming. Not that it needs to be a different name, but anyway. Depending if, if you add flavor, maybe the name could be different or something. Yeah. Or not. A lot of these uh, don't have flavor, I'm realizing. So, yeah. I'm going to have to go back in, add stuff, re upload the spreadsheet, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of just like you know doing a reformat of the spreadsheet as is, mm -hmm. uh, space things out just a wee bit more so everything is not so compacted. Okay, I'll probably do the same thing uh, to return a Davy Jones maybe and yeah, uh, do a, a reupload of that. Yeah, yeah. The main edit I like to make is so the ability text is all the text the wraps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you don't have to scroll to find game stats. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah I'm doing that uh, with the spreadsheet for Spheres Magna, which I'm making as I release the set. Nice. And I've and I've realized that that is really a good thing to do. So yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite. Eventually, I'll be coming back and uh, fixing these spreadsheets and putting them back up. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, overall, the ship is a solid, if uh, not super exciting, typical gunship. Reminds me kind of the yeah. of the special edition four masters in a way. Some of the ones from Wizkid. So yeah, this probably could have uh, been one of those. Yeah, maybe. almost like the last hope for the Jeep stuff like that. All right, so next yeah. one, Bullet 12 Briante is a 15.4 master, and this one's also uncommon. So four masts, and the cannons are 3L, 3S, 3S, 3L, and four cargo, L plus S movement, and this ship gets plus one to her boarding rolls, and she gets plus two instead if three or more crew are assigned to her. I like that a lot. I've done similar um, on some of my ships that make sense once you add crew. You know, your boarding parties get more substantial. So I like that ability. Um, overall, yeah. I think it's a solid ship, solid gunship. Maybe a little bit of a hybrid because the speed is quite quite great, really, for a four-master. Um, so this, was, this is one I like. So, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would try to use this probably as some kind of hybrid. Maybe Captain Helmsman, leave two cargo spaces open for gold. Warsman to get that yeah. bonus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great point. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. Nice. I'm just thinking about that. If you tooled this out to just be like, you know, some kind of boarding-focused um, gunship, mm -hmm. so you got like, you know, a captain, a helmsman, an oarsman or something, that's three. So now you're getting plus two mm -hmm. yeah. automatically. Yeah. If you manage to squeeze on another crew who gave just a regular plus one to boards, do you think those would stack up so you'd get a total of plus three? Um... Or would the first part, you know, say no stacking thing? You can't put the plus one to boarding guy on here. That is tough. Or is that like a question for Wolf? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'll try to look something up real quick in the code because I know there's a plus two instead if it's like a submarine or sea monster. I'm going to look for that real quick, but I'm not really sure. That's a tough one. Because like the ability kind of right. changes based on how many crew there are. So it's, it doesn't really stack, but... Or like it should be able to stack, but it still originates from the plus one that the ship has. So, huh? I can't really find the plus two instead. All right. I'm not finding that in the code, so I don't know. Huh? Yeah, I'm not really seeing. I'm trying to think. Charles Richard is one of them. Let me just look up his name real quick. I don't think there's anything in the code on those crew though. It's not really one that would normally come up. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything. So I'm going to record this uh, question in my document here. Uh, Wolf is actually <laughs> planning to put a rules thread up on Pirates with Ben soon. So I'm kind of waiting for oh, that. Oh, cool. Because then once he does that, I'm going to post the the questions from the Savage Shores game, which are kind of intense, um, to start that one off. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, shall I move on to the next one then, or do we have uh, some more things to say about uh, the yeah, brilliant no, I, light? I think I like is how ship. it translates. Yeah, no, I like the ship, um, but yeah, we can move on. It's a nice one. All right, next up we have the Wasp. 17.4 master with 3L, 4S, 4S, and 3L. Four cargo, base move L. And her abilities are Clipper Ship, Explorer, and one of the ship's treasures is worth plus two gold when she docks at your home island. Uh, Clipper Ship is a custom keyword of mine. It allows... Um, it's a sp it's a specific type of ship, like how galleys are built a certain way, um, junks are built a certain way. This is one of those keywords. So clipper ships are about the size of a four-masted schooner, but the masts are not 
our regular square rig masts when they're built. Uh, I made a prototype of one of these guys a while ago. I posted pictures on uh, mini trading. I'm not sure if those pictures are available or not. Uh, but long story short, uh, their movement is measured from their bow to their stern. So the base move of L means you can move like, you know, from the bow L and then you would finish that movement with the L at the stern. I get a feeling this is easier to explain if I had a way to show it instead of telling it. Yeah. Yeah, basically you would get the extra length of the ship as a movement bonus in a way. Yeah. So in this case, God Mason and I were talking about how it's probably about L plus S with a four-masted hull type, either schooner or square rig um, or combo, whatever. So, so yeah, uh, very good keyword, certainly. And this one seems, I don't know, and God Mason and I, uh, we said that, yeah, this, the Clipper ships are in general are underpriced. Mm -hmm. We saw some crazy American ones a little while ago. Oh, yeah, the Americans yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> they got yeah. some nutty ones. Yeah, really. Um, this one strikes me as maybe slightly too much tailor-made for exploring and, like, optimized gold running. So the speed is more similar to L plus S. And then you've already got Explorer and plus two gold already built in. So basically don't need any crew but and you've got solid durability you could toss on a helmsman yeah because the helmsman ability would stack on with the clipper ship yeah yeah absolutely. you were that l all the way and then the s all the way hmm. oh that's oh that's, make it even faster oh uh, okay that's what okay that's what i never i think that's what god mason caught that i didn't catch with the like one of the first times around oh, okay that's that's where it oh. gets bad that's where it gets problematic because it's not L, it's not L plus S. Then it's really L plus S plus S plus S. So, okay, yeah, this is just I don't know, man. This keyword, it's like the more you look at it, the more broken. Battleship version two point Yeah, this is oh man. This reminds me of what we were talking about. It's not as crazy as the American ones, but like, that's a good point. So once you add a helmsman, it's still pretty good. It's not plus S. It's plus two S essentially. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that really works. I think one, one thing to help would be plus one gold, plus two gold is kind of just OP in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking about for, you know, clipper ships going forward from here for all the other ones that I may or may not release. I mean, the thing about nerfing their cargo down to like, you know, one or two. Yeah. Cause I don't really want to put their point costs up through the roof. Mm-hmm. Either that or I'll just, like, you know, give them from here on out, like, single movement uh, base moves. Like, yeah. you know, L's or S's. Yeah. One of those two. Or I'll just, like, you know, give them nothing else but clipper yeah. ship. Yeah, that makes sense. It reminds me of, uh, I made a custom Cuddy Sark a long time ago, and I think I only gave her two cargo, even though she has, like, 4S speed, which no other ship has. So, yeah. Dang, that's quick. Yeah. Yeah, but only two cargo, and I think she's, like, 18 points or something, so... It's not actually that good of a ship, so... Um, <laughs> yes, it was like an LE or one of the custom sets of the original Age of Sail, but anyway. All right. So, yeah, some edits could work. Um, it's like the more you look at Clipper Ship, the more broken it becomes. It, that's how it seems, at least. Um, all right. Yeah. So into the common ships, we've got La Vicomtesse. And this one is a 14.3 master. The cannons are 3L, 2L, 3L, 2 cargo, S plus S move, and broadsides attack. So, 
This one reminds me of the Ark Royal. The English ship actually is a bit better um, for the same cost. Cannons well, are it's got slightly better range. Yeah. Yep. And then, other than that, quite similar. The Ark Royal was overpriced in the first place, and I think this ship could afford to come down by a point or two. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, 12 or 13 would be fine with me, personally. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else to say about this one, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can go to the next one. All right. Shall we move on, then? Sure. All right. Moving on, then. To the Fio di Fodre. 16.3 Master. 4S, 3S, 4S. 3 Cargo. Base move of S plus S. And guess what? It's your favorite thing. Battleship. This ship may repair at sea or any wild island. And this is the other one that has flavor text. The first battleship of French origin, the Lightning Fire, is sure to be a match for even the biggest English frigates. Huh. Sounds like the French are getting very confident. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Huh. For a so battleship, I a find it pretty intriguing. Underwhelming? <laughs> I guess, but still interesting. Um, We've got a total know. of like six shots. Yeah. Uh, so this battleship will give you the uh, two shots per mast. Yeah. At the but the cannons aren't very good. Yeah, but the range helps a bit with that. Um, with the extended... Huh. Yeah, I find it quite intriguing for a battleship. This is still a keyword I haven't really played with, so I, I still would have to try it out. I'm inclined to say the cost is probably about right, but I don't know. I think a world heater like Barbanice would be extremely good. Then you'd have six shots to get a plus one bonus on. So, so yeah, that's I true. I think I would definitely want to use a world heater. Obviously, Captain Helmsman, and that would pretty much be it. Maybe a Norseman, but yeah, I think the cost might be right, but I'd have to test it out. So, I kind of like it actually compared to some of the other battleships. Well, hey, the Audi campaign. Yeah. That's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... At least this one isn't, like, you know, a four-master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one is the Bell, and this is a common two-master, eight points. Cannons are 4S, 4S, four cargo, S plus S move, and the Explorer keyword is built-in. So, obviously, a basic gold runner. I would probably do a Helmsman to make the speed more acceptable. Other than that, uh, pretty basic ship, solid gold runner. Yeah, uh, I believe this one, um, I think, is like you know a shout out or an homage or whatever um, to the Beauty and the Beast uh, for the main character, obviously. Oh, okay. All right, we already covered Captain Louis Garnier. So, moving on then to the final piece, they have the fort. Um, for eight gold, you have the Bastille with uh, seven cannons. And the first four are three S, and the last three are all two Ls. Uh, her abilities read such as follows. This fort gets plus one to her cannon rolls against any target. Once per turn, one of this fort's cannons may shoot again if it misses. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is like a mega fort. 
Yeah, pretty good for it. Target. Okay. Yeah, just with the abilities, I would separate them so it's clear that they're like. Yeah, I'm abilities. looking at that. Um, Again. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a world hater and cannoneer. Wow. Wait, so with the plus one to kin rolls, is that against one target once per turn, or just just generic like against all targets? Uh, generic generally across okay. the board. Okay. Okay. Cool. Against any target. Okay. Since you know, there's not just ships that can be shot at. Yeah, exactly. There's sea monsters. Yeah. And Reminds other things. Me of what Wolf would say, probably say like against all targets or something like that, would make it more clear. Because um, somebody could. Or just this point, it's plus one to her cannon rolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And That's drop super... off the against anything. Yeah, make it super basic. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. Wow, this is intense. I like it. I like you know interesting forts. Like, well, I like forts in general. So I like this one quite a lot. Um, wow, this is crazy. I mean, it's basically four two S's and three one L's with a cannoneer. Jeez. Yeah, I would love this in a campaign. This is intense. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I don't know. I guess the cost is probably good for uh, for regular games. Um, yeah, it's a serious investment in a small game. Yeah, exactly. In a campaign, yeah, eight points, drop in the bucket, so to speak. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I like this one a lot, though. It's cool. Good ending to the night. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot that's exciting here with the French and Fiends of the Blood Islands. Yeah. I mean, the Revolution is kind of exciting, and the Bastille, yeah. I guess, is exciting. But everything else in between is a little bit meh. Yeah, I think there's... Or some... is borderline overpowered. Yeah, some more interesting. I think the battleship is more intriguing or less OP than the other ones. If the flotilla doesn't get ER, that makes her pretty interesting. So it doesn't always have yeah, to I don't be think she's going to. I think uh, yeah. I'll just leave her as is. Yeah. Makes her more unique. It doesn't always have to be yes. crazy interesting and wacky. So, some mine go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, some mine go like too far. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's always fun. So, whatever. All right, that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks for watching uh, and listening. Of course, pretty much an hour. So, we'll be back next time. Third episode thirty-five might be the Return to Savage Shores set review, but we're not totally sure yet not going to commit to that yet but anyway so thanks for watching and listening and without further ado go out and plunder